Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Raycon Earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash applebits. And thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Right now, small businesses have to be more efficient than ever. Every hire is critical, so go to Indeed, the number one job site in the world. Get a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash applebits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, holding it down, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 133. We keep on doing this, going strong. Thanks to support from all of you all. This is, for those of you that are new, kind of the big news, the latest, the good and bad inside the world of Apple and the tech world at large. But we got a big one. We got a big kahuna fish, a big fat beef, Fortnite versus Apple, Epic Games, the publisher of Fortnite, taking on Apple directly and their App Store policy. There's been a lot more heat on Apple, so guess what? I had to raise the temperature up a little. Bringing in guest host, contributor to the show, Joe Chaplinski. So we will have Joe and myself talking about all the different nuances and angles of what is going on with Fortnite versus Apple. Also, be a part of the show. All you got to do is just call in, use a voice memo recording app on your phone, your laptop, your tablet, whatever platform you're on. Send it away to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow, the B-I-T-Z. That's all you got to do. Name where you're from, what you want to talk about. It can be about the whole Fortnite Apple beef or it can be about something totally different because we know phones, iPads, Apple Watch coming out fall, coming really soon. We'll see how it all shakes out. But that's how you could be a part of the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com is how you support this. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. I'm completely independent. You can start at $2 a month, $5 a month, which is a cup of coffee, 10 25 $100 level, and the bonuses and extras you get, there are kind of bonuses at every level. There is early access to my content. The biggest one, completely ad-free version of the show, no commercials, all talk, all good time. So I'd appreciate your support. I know things are crazy right now, but patreon.com slash Tong is how to do it, and that's how you all have been allowing me to continue to do this. So I thank you very much there. All right. Let's just get into the show. We're going to kick it off. Joe Chaplinski and myself talking about Fortnite versus Apple because there's some big, big beef. All right, everybody. Joe Chaplinski in the house, a returning guest of the show. Big things to talk about. Joe, what's up? What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Brian? It's always good to talk to you. Always. So again, we like to do this kind of the formalities of introducing yourself and letting people know about you and how they can find some of your killer work. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a developer and designer. I'm living in Boulder, Colorado now. Uh, I've been moving around the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh, I guess the best place to get near my stuff is at uh, Release Notes. It's a podcast that I do every week. I've been doing it now for about seven years. So yeah, we release a new show every Monday. So look, we have you on the show here. And obviously, the first thing you said is I'm a developer. And this is a really great time to have you on the show because no one can avoid whether it's mainstream media or inside baseball, the diehards in the tech world and the Apple fans, this whole Fortnite versus Apple fiasco. And I think it's a really 
interesting and more nuanced thing than some people might see on the surface. So that's why I wanted to bring you in so we could just kind of dig into all this stuff because there's a lot here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's tons here. And, you know, there's always these <laughs> every now and then there's some battle, someone versus Apple when it comes to apps, the App Store. And uh, they, you know, it's been heating up more and more lately, but this time it's it's different and it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do um, is we're going to kind of at least lay the foundation of kind of this really coordinated sequence of events that um, Epic Games, who is, kind of, you know, the publisher of the company that creates the game Fortnite um, and their kind of strategy of really bringing a lot of putting a lot of pressure on Apple right now. So I would start, I just want to start like, what was it? I guess it was yesterday, man, this stuff happens so fast. <laughs> right, it really does. Yesterday I woke up in the morning and I have a regular email of all the emails you get and I'm a Fortnite player. So I got this email from Epic and it was basically like, Oh, Hey guys, look, you know, from now on today, there's going to be huge price in V bucks. Uh, we'll explain V-Bucks in a second, but it, it's basically the currency that you can buy within Fortnite to buy goods, whether it's costume skins, um, you know, exclusive gear for your characters for Fortnite. People that are listening that haven't heard of Fortnite, it's a third person shooter <laughs> slash world builder slash crazy just and also it's a cross platform game. So this V-Bucks is how you buy stuff because the game is actually free to play for everyone. And they make their money by selling these accessories and items uh, through digital marketplaces. So I get this email and it says, hey, guess what? From now on, there's going to be a newly discounted price for these V-Bucks. Instead of you paying $9.99 for 1,000 V-Bucks, so it's pretty much $10 for 1,000 V-Bucks, you will, if you pay, go directly through us, will only have to pay $7.99. So it's basically like a 20% off. This is what I saw in the email. I didn't know what was happening yet. And so I'm like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Like, how are they pulling this off? Well, all right, I'm down because I play Fortnite. My nieces and nephews got me into it, and it's kind of a way for us to bond. So, um, yeah, I was just like, hey, all right, cool. Then all of a sudden, you see this story about how Epic was offering a new direct payment system within Fortnite that allows people to pay them directly but goes around Apple's 30% cut that they get from all transactions. So Joe, can you kind of talk about, I guess, maybe a little bit about that aspect within the app store and the 30%? Yeah. So generally speaking, if you want to do a subscription of any kind or sell through anything uh, that's digital in the app store, this doesn't apply to something like Amazon selling actual heavy goods, right? Uh, but it would, it would apply to their books, I guess. So, but any kind of digital content that you want to sell inside an app in an iOS app, needs to go through Apple's payment system. Uh, they generally don't allow you. Now, if if people buy or subscribe to your thing on the web on their own, that's fine. But Apple says, like, if you're in the app, you can't tell them, hey, go out to the website to buy it because it'll be cheaper for you or whatever it is you would say to get them to go out there and, and not get Apple's cut. So basically, Apple wants you to go through their payment system. And, you know, there's various reasons for that. The obvious one being money. <laughs> but the other bits of it is it does have a bit to do with security and, and the, the, quote unquote, as Apple would say, the safety of, of knowing that Apple has my credit card, not this company. Uh, and so it makes it safer to buy things knowing that you're only ever giving your credit card to Apple once and then all the payments go through them. Uh, and it is kind of convenient and it's very nice to be able to do a one touch kind of payment that way. Uh, but, you know, lot, lots of companies for a very long time and particularly these larger companies like Epic have had, uh, you know, growing issues with this idea of continuing 
to pay Apple uh, for this uh, this privilege, if you will. Uh, and it looks like Epic finally kind of decided to uh, play their hand here. And the interesting thing about this, Brian, the way they went about it is they didn't ship an update to their app, the Epic app, to basically say like, oh, uh, you know, hey, app reviewers, by the way, we're going to have our own payment system. Is that OK? Uh, instead, they just kind of did this through the back end. <laughs> so basically the app already, I, I believe the Epic thing, the, the app that they actually ship that you play Fortnite in is inside a larger kind of shell app that has mm-hmm. several games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, for Fortnite, at least on iOS, it is actually just the direct game. Okay. Okay. But yeah, they didn't ship an update to Fortnite. In other words, they basically shipped a back end update that changed the the user interface to say like, oh, by the way, here's this other option for paying. So they skirted Apple's rules blatantly out in the open made it as as obvious as humanly possible knowing full well that apple was going to have to respond in some way uh and they did yeah responding they did you know the big (laughs) big news the big headline we all saw you know first of all people when this article came about direct payments i was like oh that's interesting because what what epic also did what was kind of clever is that they created a screen where it gives you two options it says pay through the Apple App Store for $9.99 for these V-Bucks or pay through directly to Epic for $7.99 to us. And so it did give you, <laughs> I think I think they were just testing Apple, right? It did right. give you the option to pay more to, to pay Apple if you want to. So hey, at least, at least they were cool about that. But ultimately, obviously, we know exactly what they were doing. Yeah, and it's funny too, because yeah, Apple gets a lot of... Cr- you know, the criticism and rightly so for their rules in the app store being a little bit vague from now on, you know, every now and then like, well, I could read this one way and kind of interpret it or that. This is one of those things that is as blatantly clear cut as humanly possible. Like this is as forbidden as it gets from uh, as far as Apple's standpoint and the, and the guidelines are extraordinarily clear that you're not allowed to offer, especially not offer an alternate pricing way but like to not to offer it at a discount is even less uh, it's even bigger no-no if you will uh so yeah epic knew exactly what they were doing anyone who thinks that epic didn't expect (laughs) apple to throw them off the store for this is you know missing the point so the big headline comes out apple just kicked Fortnite off the app store and everyone sees that and like whoa 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 what's going on we find about this whole payment system where they skirted around apple's rules and again Every developer does sign on and agree to these specific rules. So like Joe said, they knew exactly what they were getting into. Now, the interesting part that part about this is that not only did Epic know they were going to get kicked out, but this when we say this was a coordinated attack, they had a pre-planned lawsuit in hand ready to hand over to Apple once they knew Apple was going to instantly kick them out of the App Store. In addition to that, you know, because they got to give the people something to talk about in some marketing stuff they made. And it was pretty actually entertaining. They made <laughs> a completely rendered in the Fortnite style, uh, basically a, a take or a spin on Apple's iconic 1984 Super Bowl TV ad, which at the time it said like IBM is the big monopoly and we're the upstarts and we want to take them down. Fortnite kind of reversed the roles and made Apple play the role of IBM and have Fortnite with their, one of their characters holding their standard pickaxe, which is a key item that you use <laughs> for every character in Fortnite slings the pickaxe at the big screen of a, an Apple head figurehead. And then, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was well done. It was well right. done. 
<laughs> and I know these these are game developers, right? So they could probably crank this stuff out fairly quickly. But between this and the lawsuit, you have to figure they were planning this for a month or more, right? Oh, oh, easily. So, right, you have this boom, boom, boom thing. The email goes out about the discount. They flip the switch where they turn on direct payments. Apple kicks them out. Then they serve a lawsuit. And then they put up this video. Now, in the video, it has the theatrics of it. But at the end, a message says, Epic Games has defied the App Store monopoly in retaliation, <laughs> Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. Hashtag free Fortnite. <laughs> Fun marketing. I got to give it to them. They, that was, Absolutely. That was Clever is absolutely, you know, all, all credit goes to them for that. Uh, the, the thing that I'm asking, though, and it's funny to me because obviously you and I get that, right? We're old yeah, school. Yeah. We've been doing the Apple thing for very long. Like, do your nieces and nephews even get this? Like, no, would they have gotten so. the reference? Right, I, I, so. I, yeah, no. They just see Fortnite throwing something at an Apple head, right? Right. <laughs> but, I mean, what they see is, hey, they took my game away, right? Mm-hmm, so it, mm-hmm. it's a question of, like, Epic is betting that these players, that the target audience of Fortnite players, you and your nieces and nephews and the rest of the universe is playing this game. I mean, I might not be playing, but I'm the weirdo. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're banking on everyone blaming Apple for this, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to blaming Epic for this, right? And it's funny. Like, it's, it's a real gamble in a lot of ways because it's not like – you know, when you when you blatantly do something like this, knowing you're going to get kicked off the store, you know that's going to affect your customers, right? So they knew that their game players were going to be affected by this. Now, it is interesting. You you said kicked off the App Store, and it's true that you cannot right now. If I, I don't have the game, right, so I can't just go download it off the App Store. But if I already had it, I can still be playing it, right? You could launch Fortnite and play it right now in the store, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so right now, let's say if you had the app fully updated. Now, Fortnite throws out a lot of kind of um foundational updates that you actually have to go to the app store to get but for Mm -hmm. most current players they're already up to date so those players who have the app today can still play it now for someone like me who plays mostly on console but sometimes plays on ipad on the road or my nieces or nephews use my ipad when we all play as a group i didn't update the app um kind of have one of those kind of foundational updates there are smaller updates so it when i launched the app it referred me to say oh you need to go to the app store to update this app well, guess oh, wow. what? Because they took it down, I'm kind of one of those tweeners that <laughs> could not update my iPad um, to get the latest version of Fortnite. So right now, as of today, still, I won't be able to play it on my iPad. Um, and then for people who have never played it or never download the app like yourself, you won't be able to um, access it either. So those kind of three uh, case scenarios or yeah, whatever those three situations you have, you either can still play, but the other two you won't be able to. Okay. Yeah. So th- there's money being lost here, but it could be worse. In other words, like like Apple's obviously not going to be getting a cut of anybody who would be downloading it right now. Uh, and for people like you that aren't able to play it on your iPad anymore, but uh, Epic is losing money as well. So it really both. And that to me, that was the one tweet that I put out there is like, ask yourself who stands to be more hurt financially from this. Uh, you know, like whereas you know, Apple's probably standing to lose a decent chunk of money. And that's the, that's the reason why this, I think this time is really different because gaming is whenever Apple brags about how much money they make on the app store, that's like 80 to 90% games. Totally, <laughs> right. Totally. I mean, 
it's really like it's all about the games for for how much money they make on the app store all the other games like all of us indie developers like to think that we're important but like if you're making like productivity apps and things like that on the app store you are a tiny little blip on the radar of of apple's bank account you know you, it doesn't matter at all uh but to you know this is like the one company that's making enough money on the app store to actually maybe put a little bit of a dent in apple's i mean not a huge dent i mean obviously apple has billions and billions of dollars in the bank but it's still it's it's enough to say like okay you're going to bring them to the table apple has to respond to this and they're definitely making some phone calls today like let's put it that way yeah you know um we're going to we're going to keep on digging into this i did want to mention really quick side note that um google also took mm-hmm. down um fortnite from their app store the the interesting thing is clearly this whole uh, coordinated uh i guess effort or push was geared at apple because although google removed fortnite from their app store you can still sideload Fortnite onto an Android device through Epic actually has their own store as well. So, you know, although they they did serve a lawsuit to Google as well, they they aren't you can tell that their their main target is Apple instead of Google. You know? Yeah, and it it has to be just because they're making. I mean, I think I saw some of the estimates. It's like maybe ten times as much money they're making on Apple's platform than they do on on Android. And yes, they, they, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had an issue with the Google Play Store before, and sort of like for a while, wasn't it only available through side loading? And then they, yes, I think yes. they discovered that. And it's the other funny thing that like all the iOS friends of mine always talk about, and developers always say, why don't they just allow side loading on iOS? Why don't they just allow allow side loading? Well, because no one would side load anyway. Like Apple could give that to us and give it and we could say okay go download my game over here in this weird dark place where you might get a virus no one's going to do that <laughs> so like yes there's a small niche of people that will go ahead and, and sideload but to me this is if anything this lawsuit and this the fact that this is so much bigger on the apple side than on the google side is proof positive that it, it, you know like the answer to all this isn't just apple allowing people to download from anywhere because i really don't think that would end up helping in terms of finances like i think epic knows that even if Apple gave them sideloading, it wouldn't help in terms of finances. Yeah, and here, here's the other thing that, you know, as we jump back onto talking about Epic, specifically with the Apple App Store, and you talked about, you know, gaming and the revenue that's brought in. Now, Epic, the game Fortnite itself has 350 million users. If, you, <laughs> if you've ever even jumped on YouTube, I'm pretty sure a Fortnite video will show up in one of those searches. Just like, it'll just pop up just because mm-hmm. this game is so massive. Not only that, for people that aren't familiar... This game is cross-platform, and so what that means, you can play it on a Nintendo Switch, you can play it on a PlayStation, you can play it on an Xbox, you can play it on a PC, you can play it on a Google device, you can play it on an Apple device. Um, so, And the thing is that these different digital storefronts, they are getting those cuts of those transactions. The main thing, again, you know, so some people might ask, well, why aren't they targeting PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo? I think that... They have good enough relations, even though they are taking that 30%. They're more focused on the big gorilla, which is mm-hmm. Apple to them. And, you know, they they want, even if you, like you talked about, even if they gave them side loading, that, that's not, that's, that's not what they're trying to position themselves here for, right? They're, they're trying, they're really still targeting about the fact that, you know, the commissions to them are still high on these digital goods and Apple hasn't budged on that position the app store has been around for over a decade and we do have to i always have to say this because people think i'm anti-app store i'm actually i see both sides in in actually positive lights and i can take a step and say okay maybe that's a little too much but you know apple did establish this market they created the app store really the even the name app store people were fighting they were fighting over just keeping the name app store because people say no it's a universal name but apple's like but we we created really the first 
first app store that you can mm-hmm. jump on. And so I think with Epic, when you talk about all these things, are they really trying to fight for the little guy? Are they trying to fight for themselves? I think they, by fighting for themselves, it if something happens, if something changes, the little guy does gain some benefit from that. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. But yeah, I, I don't think that's Epic's end game here. I think they just want to figure out a way to, to not give Apple so much of the revenue. Like clearly, mm-hmm. more people are playing on iOS mm-hmm. than probably any other platform, maybe, or at least a big enough chunk is playing on iOS that they're they're sad to see that money to go. It's probably, you know, Apple is probably making a, millions of dollars every month on this game, Easy. right? And, and so if you could stop paying someone a million dollars a month or more, you would, you would do that, right? You'd figure out a way to pull that off. So I could see why Epic is doing this. I can totally see why Apple has to. I mean, Apple had no choice but to basically, you know, they, they, we just saw Tim Cook in front of the uh, whatever the committee. Uh, it always cracks me up with this government. Whenever antitrust, our government. Yeah, the antitrust yeah, the antitrust, hearings. Yeah. yeah, whenever our government gets involved, I'm like, yeah, Apple's not worried about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, our government is not interested in antitrust. It really isn't. They, they pretend and they like put, make a nice TV show, but then at the end, they, you know, their money exchanges hands and no one ever gets anything. Um, but, you know, the EU perhaps maybe might come down on Apple eventually. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think the threat here is really about antitrust. To me, it's all about money at the end of the day, right? I mean, so Epix is basically telling Apple, I want you to take less of my money. And Apple is, but yeah, they just said at this hearing and they've been saying on and on, we have to treat all developers equally. We have to treat all developers equally. And so if we give you a deal where let's say, I think at the end of the day, how this is going to get settled is that Epic is going to cut a quiet backroom deal just like Amazon did. And it'll be like 15% across the board instead of 30. And yeah, it's, it's, what is it? 30% for a subscription and 15% after After your first year. Yeah. So they'll probably just say 15% across the board and just no one will ever say that out loud. And it's just like in a room somewhere. Uh, you know, like I, I think that somehow we're going to see Fortnite back on the iOS store at some point because both sides are losing money and nobody likes that. Um, but you know, does that help the, the, the little guy? No, but like the more of these that keep happening and they keep happening publicly, you're absolutely right. I do think that somewhere down the line, Apple's going to have to say to themselves, well, you know, and, and they have been evolving over time. It's the thing we always forget, right? When the store first started, you had to have a paid up front or a free app. And there were the only choices, right? <laughs> you know, $5 up front, $50 up front, whatever it was. Uh, and then they let free apps have in-app purchase, right? And then, it, you know, so now everything goes to free with an in-app purchase. And then it was like, okay, now we'll allow subscriptions. Before, remember, it was only like newspapers that could have subscriptions yep. at first. But so Apple keeps evolving. They're watching the market. They're seeing where things go. And it's kind of interesting how closely this is following or other industries, right? The music industry is a perfect example. Mm. Like we used to buy albums, right? And then, you know, now we're all subscribing to our music services, right? And so I think Apple sees the writing on the wall and that apps like all other commodities, like all other forms of entertainment are becoming subscriptions and not just like who wants to pay a subscription per app, right? They want to pay one subscription and get a bunch of apps. And Starting with games, I mean, they put out their own arcade a while back, and that made sense as sort of them putting their toes in the water about it. I, I, I just don't see how eventually we don't end up with a situation where you're paying a subscription and you get access to a block of apps of some sort. And if that's the case, and if that's where the entire market's going, Apple could hold to their own and say, well, the only gaming uh, you know, subscription in town is arcade, and that's you've got to stick with ours. But then they'd be giving up hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Frankly, from the Xbox and from, you know, all these other subscription services that are going to exist, they're going to want a piece of that money eventually. So eventually I think the money will force Apple's hand more than any government will in the end, at the end. Anyway, that's my thought. So, you know, you bring up two really good points and I want to 
kind of go dig a little deeper, you know, you talk about the money and you talk about gaming. So, you know, I want to talk about money for a second. And when we, you know, when I talk about money, I mean revenue. So we know that right now, right? Apple has a 70, 30 rev share, you know, developers give up 30% of that. Now you're a developer, right? And you've seen the store evolve. People have been throwing around these ideas like, look, Apple has been doing this for a decade and whatever that time frame is, maybe that's not a reason for an argument to lower the uh, actual rev share or, you know, tilt it a little bit in favor of it. Here, here's an interesting point that someone had written, um, and it came actually from Steve Jobs in a Wall Street Journal interview. And he was talking about how when Apple originally launched the App Store, it was a way to add value um, to the iPhone and sell more handsets. So this, I'm going to pull some quotes from SJ so you can kind of hear these. This is what SJ said. It said, he said, it costs money to run it. These free apps cost money to store and to deliver wirelessly. The paid apps cost money too. They have to pay for some of the free apps. We don't expect this to be a big profit generator. We expect it to add value to the iPhone. We'll sell more iPhones because of it. Well, now let's fast forward 10 years. The <laughs> Apple's App Store is over a $500 billion developer ecosystem. Um, it's obviously one of the key factors of Apple when they set that huge goal of we need to double our revenue in services by 2020, which they have. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a key part of it as well. So what I what I wanted to ask you is we've seen other examples here. Here's what's also unique about Epic Games. Although they are a developer, they have their own game Fortnite. They also have their own digital storefront. Now their rev share and when they first announced it, they said we wanted to make it at least more developer friendly. Now, have they done things like um, made deals with game publishers to only be exclusive to their platform like many do yes so people are like ah you're not you're not totally fair but they're they're giving their developers an 88 12 rev share split now i know apple developers would love something like that they're not going to get 88 12 let's just right. let's just throw that out there right <laughs> but then valve um a competitor who has their own steam store they used to be hardlined at the 70 30 um Epic kind of put some pressure on them. And in 2018, they later said, okay, depending on your gross revenue, uh, we'll go down to 75, 25. And finally, if your revenue is high enough, we'll go down to 80, 20. So, you know, I'm not saying Apple's going to exactly follow this, but knowing how Steve Jobs saw the app store, and again, Apple is no longer Steve Jobs' Apple. We've seen them evolve into Tim Cook's Apple and his thinking is different. And he might not even, you know, he he may not have even ever seen or no one's ever shown him that quote that Steve Jobs said, like, we're doing this to sell iPhones. He might be like, hey, 30s, how it's always been. I'm a business guy. That's how it's always going to be. But do you do you think as a developer yourself, I mean, everyone wants to make more money, but is there a wiggle room that Apple can do 10 years later after all this? Like, how do you feel about that? Or even tier yeah. it? <laughs> so many developers always throw out this like they could just make it fifteen percent. Like they pull that number out of their butts <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, yeah, that's as, dumb. as if they know this. Like uh, Tim Cook is looking at a spreadsheet of some sort, right? And he knows exactly what they could afford. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure it's not thirty percent, right? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they could they could drop it lower than that, yeah. right? I don't know how much lower is the question because I don't. I'm not privy to their financials, right? I don't. I really don't know how much the store costs them to run. Mm -hmm. I do know also though that they do want everything they do to be some sort of profit center. Apple doesn't run things for charity, and they don't. Uh, you know what I mean? Like like they want to make money. Now they do give away things. Like they make Final Cut Pro. Like what two hundred dollars or whatever it is, five hundred bucks. Yeah, it it is, used yeah. to be thousands, yep. right? I mean they're they're willing to take losses on certain things, right? They give away things like. Uh, garage band and but, but i mean yes that helps sell max right so i i could see where apple's 
Steve Jobs basically wanted to create the App Store, you know, as a way to keep selling hardware, because right? he was a hardware guy at the end of the day. I mean, yes, Apple was always a software company, but he thought, okay, this is a great way to get all these developers to make stuff for us, and we don't care if we make money on that because we're going to make money on selling iPhones. But I think even Steve would have known that eventually you're going to hit a plateau with how many iPhones you can sell, or right? how many people are, are going to be willing to change over to an iPhone. Uh, so eventually that ecosystem of software that gets built up does become more valuable and it does become another source of revenue. And I don't begrudge Apple the ability to make money for running the app store. They shouldn't just do it for free. Um, but I do, I do suspect there is change in the air. And again, I don't know whether that means a a straightforward cut to like 20% or 15 or whatever it is across the board for everybody all at once kind of a thing. Or if it's more of just evolving into differences, like like the way that subscriptions came out of the blue, the way that in-app purchases came out of the blue, maybe there'll be some other way to say, okay, you can. Here's how you qualify to become a, a mini store on, you know, on on an iOS device. You know, maybe they could get Grant Epic and Xbox and a few other places that are doing these gaming subscriptions a way to say, okay, here's your approved way, and this is how much we'll take on that store. It's separate from the App Store. Uh, I think no matter what, I think indie developers are going to be angry. Uh, they're going to be angry because the big giant companies like Epic are going to make way more money and be way better off at the end. Because again, it, these are economies like they're, it's it, it's just on a grand scale, like the, the indie developer, small person shop. Uh, you're going to benefit ultimately from the, these little changes, but it's always going to trickle down to you. It's never going to be, you know, the, the point of focus for Apple is always going to be where the big money is like it is for everyone else. Thanks to Raycon for sponsoring this show. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go drop in hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. We teamed up with Raycon, and they are offering 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash AppleBits. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and I'm not going to lie, they have surprisingly good sound for their price point. Now, their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. You get six hours of playtime, easy Bluetooth pairing, even more bass in there for that boom, and a more compact design with earbud tips that give you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. Get the latest and greatest from Raycon and get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash AppleBits. That's buyraycon.com slash AppleBits for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash AppleBits. And thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring this episode. Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. This is crucial in business. It's crucial in health. If you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every job description. So whether you're ready to make your next important hire or need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit 
at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September. So that, that's another interesting point you put out because you are an indie developer and mm-hmm. you've, you're, you know, this, this whole conversation of what's happening around Fortnite and Apple, like you said, may eventually trickle down to, I mean, what, there's been a lot of, we talked about this earlier, there's been a lot of attention and kind of heat put on Apple recently. I mean, Spotify kind of started it with mm-hmm. um, how they're saying, oh, they're kind of favoring Apple's music service, which yeah, you pr- they probably are, but that actually from all that pressure that Spotify put on them, they basically opened up the HomePod in iOS 14. Now Mm -hmm. we'll finally see the HomePod support third-party music services. Maybe that's the, the small concession that was made to say, we aren't antitrust and that doesn't happen if Spotify doesn't push. Now, interestingly enough, from what I can tell, it's, there was no indication that Apple changed their revenue share or percentage they took away from Spotify either during that time. But at least something changed because Spotify was a big enough name. Now we have Fortnite here putting a lot of pressure um, on Apple. We have antitrust um, investigations. The US one was a joke. The European Union, more serious. It was. I mean, these people didn't even understand what they were asking. Right. If you watch it, it's embarrassing. They don't even understand the internet or how digital goods even, um, you know, work. And so as an indie developer, you know, let's say let's let's take away like Joe analyzing this, but you as an individual, which is part of your business, how do you how do you feel about just the overall makeup of the app store? And do you feel like it needs to evolve? Because it really hasn't over 10 years from a standpoint of anything rev related. Yeah, I do think it will evolve. I do think changes will come. I I, I don't stake my business on it and I don't depend on it. Just like it all depend on Apple to feature me in order to make more money someday. I'm not, I'm not going to sit around and just twiddle my thumbs until they put me on the front page of the app store, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to work your way around that in the circumstances that you're in. Uh, but I do see a change coming. And I do think that, like I said, that these gaming subscription services are a big deal. And the Netflix kinds of battles that have been happening, the fact that Netflix has enough power to stay out of the Apple TV app, that has to be a thorn in the side to Apple TV strategy, right? I mean, like they really want you to watch all your video through that one app. And the fact that Netflix isn't there is a big deal, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I have to figure eventually Apple's going to f- have to play a little nicer with these companies that do have a little more power. And I think that's ultimately a good thing. Um, and, and again, I think it's going to be ultimately just them following the smart money. Uh, at the, it's, it's the same like, why did they make iTunes for Windows? Well, because iPods, selling iPods to, to Windows users made sense. It was, a, it was a great way to make a lot of money and eventually get people to become Mac users, right? So ultimately what Apple wants is to provide the people who have their devices with as much amazing Apple experience as possible. And so when you come to the iPhone and it doesn't have Fortnite on it, that's a ding, right? That's a, that's a real issue for them. And so, yeah, I mean, as a developer kind of sitting on the sidelines, watching these Goliaths throw, you know, giant lightning bolts at each other, <laughs> um, I, I'm just trying to stay out of the way <laughs> and like not get hit um, by any damage that's going to happen uh, during it. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I do feel like changes in the air. I just don't know what form that takes. And I don't know which one. Of, I, I don't think it's going to be any one of these lawsuits that ultimately forces Apple's hand. I think that it's going to be change over time in this public perception that is growing. 
um, is going to is going to force Apple to think a little bit differently and, and change their policies. But again, that, what exactly form that takes, I don't know, uh, and I can't predict it either. Like I, I can't count on count on it from my business standpoint. Um, I, I choose not to get angry about it though. In the meantime, because again, I just know that. Money is money. You know, I, I, a lot of developers get really, really upset about this kind of thing or they, they, they kind of cheer on. Like, I actually haven't seen a whole lot of people cheering on Epic because they, you know, Epic kind of handled this really <laughs> like, you know, they, they're being hypocritical in certain ways. But for sure, uh, I remember when Spotify happened, a lot of people were jumping on Spotify's bandwagon and their support. And, you know, another thing you mentioned, I, I was 14 with the HomePod. That's a big deal. But also we're, we're able to change our email app and our default browser, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't help but think like maybe I was 15, maybe I was 16. They'll let you not use the music app as your default too. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll give you that. And that might be pressure. Like Apple might be thinking, well, I'm weighing losing a little money from potential Apple music subscriptions versus that EU lawsuit. Like you said, mm-hmm. that could, you know, they, they watched what happened with Microsoft when, when they split up internet Explorer and Microsoft, and that was not great for Microsoft. So I can see Tim Cook trying to get ahead of that sort of thing and throwing us a bone, like like even giving us side loading. I could totally see Apple yep. doing that because it won't matter to the bottom lines ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good question because the, to your point, you know, even the what you've kind of talked about, all these quote unquote concessions, but really just changes that Apple made, it still didn't. How about it didn't necessarily directly change their bottom line where they had to give Spotify money back. They didn't have to change the percentage to Spotify. They're like, okay, we'll do a third party support. Ah, happy. Yay, everyone. And then, you know, Spotify is probably like, but we spent millions of billions of dollars to point out that you're a monopoly. And then they just said, ah, yeah, okay, we'll just, we'll just let third party on our HomePod, whatever. That's cool. And so to your point, them saying, you know what? Fine, we'll finally give you guys the option to sideload, but we're still going to charge for you to use our store. And maybe yeah. the other the other compromises, and again, this only affects the big guys, depending on revenue, maybe they, is as a way to say like, hey, although Tim Cook said, we treat every developer fairly, which is totally not true. Right. But they did <laughs> give, you know, after a year for subscription services, it goes down from 30 and then drops to 15. So maybe they come out with some sort of revenue tier for mm-hmm. a company that has established, you know, a, a long-standing account and X amount of dollars. And maybe they do that. And that even just doing one tier for a revenue generator at a certain point, that at least shows a little bit of listening and understanding without them having to say, we got to drop our entire app store uh, split to 80-20. Because I, I just... I just don't see them do that. Now, if they do, that's a huge win for every developer, but I just don't see it because it's Apple. Yeah, you're right. They they can say they're treating every developer equally still if they do that, right? If they say like, okay, once you make you know $40 million a month, we'll drop it to 15%. <laughs> and it's like, well, technically I could make $40 million a month <laughs> and get that deal, <laughs> right? So yeah. technically that is still treating everyone equally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, that's what I mean. Like when I watch these giants fighting each other, I don't expect to be a part of that. I might get something out of it ultimately, but I'm not going to you know, be hoping for, you know, it's like whatever happens, happens, but it is interesting to watch these things. And it's interesting to watch the, the techniques change over time. I really think Spotify m- might've been the first one that really was like, okay, we're just going to publicly shame Apple mm-hmm. and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be the new trend is like everyone is going in that direction before it was try to get a phone call, I guess, with, with uh, Phil Schiller or something. You know, and I, I, I don't even know if Epic did that. Maybe they said, you know, at one point they tried to have a meeting with Phil or, or somebody on the app store team and said, basically, look, we're making you tens of millions of dollars per month. Uh, you know, we would like a better deal. 
And they said, sorry, we can't do that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that happened or not, or if they just literally started with this public <laughs> shaming kind of uh, campaign. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know how effective it is ultimately for Epic. I don't know how many people are going to walk away from this thinking Epic did the right thing per se, mm-hmm. but I think as long as Epic makes some money out of it, like if they can get Apple to budge in any way on this, uh, you know, it's going to be a win for them. So I figured they, I think they think they have nothing to lose, right? Uh, except a little bit of money in the short term. I don't think Apple's going to let this game to not, not be on the app store for long. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a pretty good calculation on their part. You know, another, another thought I thought about too, like uh, another rule they could change, uh, is that, you know, what, what Epic tried to do, right? They could, the Apple could say, okay, you can have your own payment system, uh, but you have to charge the same price. No, none of this discount crap, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like it's 1099 on the app store. It's 1099 on our store. And let's see what happens. Because I really think at that point, most people would, would like, well, Apple already has my credit card. I'm just going to press the one button right? and, and yeah. like do an in-app purchase. Um, so I, I don't see any downside. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not looking at the spreadsheets, but I don't think it's that big a risk to Apple if they would allow alternate payment systems as long as, again, you also offered an in-app purchase as, as, the, as a, back at, a secondary way to pay. The other thing that's also interesting about this, right, and we've talked about this because you and I, not many people know the actual financial breakdown, but even though Fortnite is a lot of, on a lot of iOS devices, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, most people, at least the high-end gamers and the people that want to be like them, they're playing on PCs and they're playing on consoles before they're playing on iOS devices. Now, you can play on iOS devices. You can, can put a connect a controller to it. But I would say in most cases, people are playing on consoles, whether it's even a Switch, before they're playing on iOS. But then at the same time, there's so many freaking iOS devices that clearly there's still millions of people playing on them. Now, when you look at... The way that Fortnite makes its money, the way that Epic Games makes its money is they create, you know, these skins, these what new weapon, lo- these looks to weapons and clothing. And, you know, they make deals like having, oh, you can make your character look like a Marvel character. You can make it look like Aquaman and DC and, you know, or mm-hmm. and you can pay money if you want to do that. And part of it is also the season pass that they kind of throw events and they change aspects of the game that people pay for to unlock more goods. So, you know, Epic themselves they're saying like and this is kind of what i think is funny they're saying hey uh we're making all this stuff and you guys are taking 30 percent of it like for every shirt we make that we sell and then sometimes when i look at before this whole thing happened i would say to my brother dude epic's just creating free money by just making a shirt from a game that already exists that's just a different color right (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly right they're like hey Get this new character, and I know there's people that are working hard on this. Trust me, I love the game. Don't don't get me wrong here, but I'm right. like they're making money hand over fist, just saying, "Hey, uh, we got this new Captain America skin." Nudge, nudge, and Joe, these skins aren't cheap. It's like you basically pay twenty bucks to wow. make your character look like some of these licensed iconic characters. All right, it's not like a five dollar transaction. It's twenty. Right. As a guy who regularly gets one star reviews because I dare to charge five dollars a year for my app, that is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like people will say, like, I, I don't value this enough to whatever, but they'll, yeah, they'll buy a shirt on a whim for 20 bucks. Yeah, I know. Uh, a digital I mean, shirt. <laughs> but, but hey, if you, if I came up with that idea and people were willing to give me $20 for a digital shirt, I'd be happy. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to begrudge them that, but yeah, you're right. It, 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 there is something in, different here. And it, it's when Apple changed the subscription rule, the idea behind it was, okay, if you've had your customer for a, over a year, right? The app store isn't really providing you with much anymore. They're giving you free downloads. We're storing your app for you, whatever, uh, you know, and then the exchange and all that stuff. But 
you know, and, and yeah, we're doing the credit card fees, but everyone knows is like two or three percent. It's not thirty. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, okay, we'll drop it to fifteen after that first year because you know the, you could argue that, that you know people are, are are they found your app through searching our our store, right? And so we should get a cut from that. But once you've had them for a while, well, what are you really providing at that point? But when you're a, a, a game like Fortnite and all of it is consumable, right? Everything is consumable. Then it's like, yeah, like I could see why <laughs> Apple, it did never change the rule there for consumables. They didn't say like, hey, if your user has been logged in for a year, mm-hmm. uh, their consumables will now be 15%, right? So Epic is paying 30% for every one of those shirts, right? So, and every one of those shovels or whatever it is yep, that they're yep, buying. Yep. Um, so I could see where they're like, maybe this is something they would come to the table with Apple with as well. Like instead of saying, okay, yeah, we don't have subscribers. How about you cut us that sort of deal though, where if someone's had the app installed for over a year, uh, you know, that revenue drops to 15% on consumables as well. Mm -hmm. I think that might be an interesting take. And I think they might go for something like that. Yeah. And you know, again, Epic is so huge. They're such a, you know, and they don't really rely. They, they get their, you know, revenue stream from all these different locations from different consoles. But this doesn't happen if you're even if you're a game developer and you have a successful game that is only on iOS, you do not come after Apple like this. You know, if you, right. if you're a middle tier, smaller developer, indie developer, you can't come at Apple like this. And guess what? If people don't even, you know, the general audience at large doesn't know your app, they're like, eh, whatever. It's a quote unquote smaller guy trying to take down apple that's never going to happen but this is Fortnite, right that that's that also (laughs) is what makes it different i think people can have their complaints about epic games or not but the dynamic of arguably the world's largest most popular multi-cross-platform video game coming at apple it makes this different oh absolutely and i think it will also, depending on the outcome, I think other large game companies are going to look at this and mm-hmm. say, okay, uh, you know, maybe we could do something similar. So yeah, the more of these big companies, I, I, again, the same thing with Netflix bucking the system as well. And uh, I know Apple was trying with the, the channels for a while there to get like, okay, you can have HBO and Showtime, but you're noticing like the trend now is moving away from that HBO drops the channel option and you can only get HBO max through a separate app now, which drives me nuts, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that you know, ever since the music industry kind of gave Steve Jobs the world, because right? mm-hmm. when he walked into the music industry, he's like, look at us. We're a little Apple. You know, yep. what are we going to be like? We're a blip on the radar. <laughs> Just well, let us start. Let me, you know, 99 cents and we'll take X, whatever it is that they took. Uh, and the music industry was like, sure, what do we have to lose? Because it's yeah, just we Apple, need you. Right? We need you right, <laughs> right. now, right? Everything's <laughs> Yeah, they were losing so much money to Napster that anything looked good at that point, yeah. right? But ever since that, every single industry, the, I, I'm convinced that the, the movie industry and the situation with all of these stupid subscriptions and all these different services having different movies and different rights and, you know, it's crazy. You download like the Peacock app and NBC, they have like half seasons for their own shows. It's like, what do you, how do you not have your own content, right? So it's. But that is all these licensing deals are so messed up because everyone is afraid to give Apple too much power. And so they're all trying to like walk as carefully a line and then trying their best to not give Apple any kind of power, which is good in some ways because I don't want Apple to have all the power. But on the other hand, it's it's hurting consumers at the end of the day when I can't just launch the app and get the thing I want. Right. And so and again, I, I really do believe at the end of the day, Apple cares about money obviously but they also care about the user experience maybe a second right <laughs> uh, definitely we always say you know it's always apple first then then the uh, customers uh-huh. and then the developers <laughs> so like <laughs> developers are always the, the last of the pile but 
the consumers do matter and the people buying iPhones do matter. And Apple do, does want you to have a good experience. And so if the experience is, uh, you know, I, I can't download this game that I really want to play, that's a problem for them. And so yeah. uh, and, and again, when, when I, I try to get Netflix and I can't watch it through the same app or I can't use the same Siri searches everywhere else, that's a problem for them. And so they're small problems over time. They add up. And I think eventually Apple needs to start thinking about how do we play nice in this ecosystem so that we can continue to make money and keep making our customers happy. And that's a really fine line to walk and really difficult. And I don't know. I don't know what the outcome is, but man, it's, I, I don't envy the people who have to make these choices. <laughs> the The other thing that we also touched upon, um, and this is some great insights that you have. I, I just love listening to you talk about this stuff. Um, you know, gaming. Now you and I, we always kind of say we're old school. You know, there was a time where Apple, everyone would be like, oh, you can't game on Apple. No one right. makes games for the Mac. And it was honestly true, right? It's like oh, the PC true, yeah. got every top tier game and was like oh when are you gonna put that we what was the game called was it called bugdom was that game called bugdom yes you're just like <laughs> and it was like god if you're an apple store employee back in the day it was like the only demo that was on the computers it's it was like a wannabe pixar bugs life thing yep. and it was very generic and that was like the demo game and you know peace look apple as a gaming a serious gaming platform was completely that i wouldn't even use the word serious gaming when i would talk about the mac back then and quite honestly things haven't changed much but yeah. historically apple's never been a spot for gaming absolutely you know apple i don't think apple ever understood gaming or the gaming market itself mm-hmm. you know like steve jobs wasn't a game guy and i don't think he saw he understood how the gaming culture worked, if you will. And I don't know that Tim Cook is any more of a gamer himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, culturally, Apple and games have never been simpatico. I think that the iPhone became such a hit with games only because it was ubiquitous. Like so many people had iPhones. You have a billion devices out there. People are going to put games on them, right? And you have the App Store. People are going to make games for that because it was, you know, their access to all this, these customers. And again, this is what Apple's arguing. It's like, hey, we made these customers. We, we, these customers exist because of the iPhone, right? You have to pay us something for that is what they keep coming back with. And yes, for a time, that's true. But like sooner or later, you have to say like there are, there are forces outside here. Like Fortnite became a phenomenon without the iPhone, right? If they had started and never put their game on the iPhone, it's probably would have been pretty darn popular anyway, just from the console world and other things out there. They got most of their customers on their own. They don't owe Apple as much as other people might who only have ever existed on the app store. So again, I understand all the sides of these arguments, but and that's what makes it fun to watch. But, you know, I, I, it's, it's just really interesting to see, like, what is Apple going to do ultimately? Because, like I said, ultimately, they're going to follow the money. And the money is, is, is pushing in this direction of people want to pay one subscription and be able to download dozens of games. And uh, no matter how good Arcade gets, it's never going to have games like Fortnite. It's never going to have, like, these kind of super high ends, you know, whatever they call them, 4A games. Um, you know, so some service is going to have those games and people are going to want to play those on their iPhones. And Apple's going to have to figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah, because, you know, for people that aren't familiar, and this kind of brought the conversation back to light, Samsung recently announced their new Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra. And in that keynote, Samsung has been working closely with Microsoft. They established kind of like a partnership handshake deal about a year ago or so. But Samsung is going to basically use Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass service. And what makes this service unique is that on your mobile device, you will be able to play console like it's a streaming game surface service that you could play console games like gears of war forza 4 minecraft all these and it's on the device like a galaxy note 20 now 
everyone's like, hey, wait, well, you know, Apple's already kind of poo-pooed Google Stadia, which is a game service that still needs some developing. But when you talk about the Microsoft Xbox platform and the games that they can deliver and the fact that you could stream those to your phone, everyone's like, whoa, whoa, okay, well, when when is Apple going to allow something like this? And the answer is basically they're not. And <laughs> they, they've even outright said so. And they're, they're thinking, again, when we talk, and I wanted to bring up the gaming point because I think as we continue to move forward, this is going to be something that they're also going to have to address. Apple's argument was that we can't vet and approve every single game through these streaming services like we vet and approve every game or every iOS app. Mm-hmm. And so when I first heard that, I'm like, okay, I see what you're saying. And I know that these are two totally different disciplines, but I, I, I thought to myself, and I could be totally off base. I brought this off in the last episode. And I said, well, does Apple really vet and curate and approve every streaming video app and every piece of video content that is on that app as well. I know it's not the same, but there is kind of some connection of like, no, they don't, but they still allow that content on their store. So what is, what is to make a distinction between a game being an app versus a game being media content that can be consumed? And yeah, it's a a really good question and there is a difference and you know i'm sure apple could sit there and define the line the difference between an app versus a video and like arbitrary code that could be running this or that but the fact of the matter is you can implant a virus or a trojan horse of some sort into a video (laughs) you you could you could figure out a way i mean the hackers are going to hack things in you know and the definition of what is an app and what isn't an app is definitely blurring over time, right? I mean, there are lots of situations where like Steam is a great example. Like, yeah, I'm downloading more bits, but is that that different from downloading a YouTube video? I don't know at Mm -hmm. this point. Uh, And so, yeah, you're right. I don't think that argument long-term holds water. And again, for the same reason that it doesn't matter if the games I want to play aren't on my phone, right? (laughs) I mean, ultimately that's going to be the deciding factor. Like if enough people who play games which is a big part of Apple services revenue at this point, if enough people leave the iPhone. Now, again, uh, if anything, the evidence shows the other the other direction, right? More, more and more people are sticking with Apple mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being loyal to Apple. Like if you bought an iPhone, like fewer people are switching than they did yep. back in the yep. day. Back in the day, people would go back and forth between Android and, and iOS, depending on what the hottest phone was, right? Um, whereas now people are getting stickier and they're, they're sticking to their guns with whichever platform they've chosen. So... If Apple wants you to stay deeper in the ecosystem, you know, maybe they can make it, maybe they can survive with Fortnite disappearing, but can they survive Fortnite and five other of the top games? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. So like, I do think there's a point where Apple's going to have to, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they have to compromise on this. I just don't know how they do it while saving face and also keeping to that claim that they're treating everyone equally. Right. Uh, I don't know how they do that. I, I, I don't know how they do that, but I think that, you know, whether saving face is the priority or not for them, I think ulti- you know they they just need to to me get behind these game sh- streaming services because you know the connections are going to only get better. The game mm-hmm. streaming services are only going to get bigger and more popular. We talk about kind of this whole idea of a subscription service, and that's what these are now. But for gaming, um, that for them to just say we we can't do it because we can't uh, review every game that is available. I, I, that's not a good enough answer, you know? Yeah. I mean, as someone who's had my app reviewed many, many times, I can tell you like, <laughs> app review is what it is, right? I mean, uh, there's no way. And again, I'm not knocking app review because yeah, app review people out there, you're awesome. You've been great to me over the years. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Making sure I don't get any sudden rejections tomorrow. <laughs> but, but, 
But the point is, like, it's a really hard job, right? How many millions of apps are getting submitted every week? <laughs> so, like, and how many updates are getting submitted? Like, how closely could you possibly be looking at each That's one of I'm those saying. games? Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not sustainable. And, like, Apple, for the same reason, couldn't sit there and watch every YouTube video that goes through the YouTube app, right? They can't do it. Uh, you know, so there's, yeah, there's a point where it's it's kind of pointless. You can run some sort of auto, which they do. They, they basically run your app through, a, like, hey, we're checking for really obvious stuff that you're doing. That are that's bad. It's viruses, stuff we know about. They could continue to do that, though. They could do that with this this service, the streaming service, right? They could have a, a machine dedicated all day long to just auto running every app on it and testing it. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think that argument holds water ultimately. And again, I, I do think this is just their way of saying, well, if we allow this, then everyone else is suddenly going to want to create their own store uh, in, within a store, and that's a problem for us. And will people get the distinction between a streaming game service and a and a, and a service like stream uh, or like Steam rather, where you're actually downloading different games each time? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if people make that distinction or, or or if Apple's worried about the distinction. The funny thing also is for users like you and me, like we might pay attention to these nuances and details, but let's just be honest, the general average Apple consumer is not going to be thinking, oh, I, I'm i going to down... They're not even, first of all, they're not going to download Steam and then even know that you can... Right. It's an app that offers apps within an app, right? They're not right. even they're not even <laughs> touching any of this, quite honestly, right. you know? They would just want... At the most, they just want to play their regular game, go on with their lives, and everyone else here, all these battles that happen, they're just like, yeah, figure it out. I'm still going to use an iPhone. That, that's yeah, and and I and I think Apple knows that too. And I think that's again another part of their argument, which is that we want to keep things simple. And you know, maybe the games community is a little more sophisticated than the average consumer. But yeah, I imagine like some sort of streaming download service for like spreadsheet apps or something like that. Like no one's going to do that, right? So you're right. Like it's it, it, these things are too complicated for the average person to, and for them to even care. And I, again, I, to come back to the TV point, it's the same thing with, with the TV. When you go to the Apple TV, there are so many things that are confusing and completely odd and weird and don't make any sense to the average consumer. And the average consumer is absolutely right. Like, why can't I just launch the thing and watch the show I want to watch? Like, why do I have to figure out which service that one is on and whether or not I'm subscribed to it? And then whether or not I, you know, which app I have to go to in order to get it. And well, how come when I ask Siri for this show, it shows up. But if I ask for this other one, it doesn't. Like all that stuff is a terrible user experience, right? And so Apple would like nothing more than to consolidate all of that and under their own roof, of course. But they, that the problem is that no no media company is going to allow that to happen at this point. And the gaming companies, again, have also wised up and they're not going to give the keys over to Apple. Like Apple could say like, hey, we're going to run our own gaming subscription. We'll give you a cut. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, that's kind of what they're, what they're doing with arcade is actually different. I mean, they're, they're taking indie game makers and paying them to make apps for them. Right. Essentially. Um, and it's interesting how that works because when you download any game that's through the arcade, it is still a separate game that you download yeah. separately. It's not like it's all through an arcade app. Right. So that they did that in a way, I think to make it very obvious that, Hey, we're not allowing a store within a store mm, kind of thing. Mm, um, but, yeah, but again, I I have to I, I think I'm with you on this. Like, I think they're going to have to allow these other gaming services sooner or later. I just don't know how they pull that off. Yeah. So, um, you know, lots of fun stuff that we got to talk about here, Joe. I'm just curious your overall take after we talked about everything. I'm not saying you have to pick sides, but where do you stand in this kind of <laughs> you know? And you don't have to, right? Where do you stand with this? Are you do you tend to? And you're a developer, and what I find interesting and I didn't mention is that you're pretty neutral from a standpoint of um where your opinions lie with being a developer because mm -hmm. I could definitely imagine and you you talked about it there's developers that are 
fired up about this because look, their only source of income might come from their app, right? And right. so they're going to be more invested emotionally in the outcome of this, whereas this is one of the buckets that, you know, you, for you that are part of your income. So I'm just wondering, do you side more with Epic? Do you side more with Apple? Do you think they're both right? Do you think they're both wrong? Where do you kind of fall personally in this spectrum of things? Because I could tell you the YouTube comments I got are so diverse. It's one of the few, <laughs> um, few kind of debates where I've seen, I don't feel like there's a general consensus Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. And from what I've read, it's the same. Yeah, you're right. I don't. The way I look at it is, I'm making all of my money because the Apple ecosystem exists, right? Even even in my contract work, even in like I'm making apps for other people, I'm still able to do that because the App Store exists and people need things made for the App Store. So even if it's not my app, I'm still making money because Apple did this thing, right? <laughs> so where I always come back to like, like the whole world changed as a result of the app store. And I want to give Apple their due for that. Mm -hmm. At the same time, this is one of those situations where I can clearly say that, like, I think everyone's wrong (laughs) on this. Um, I think the way that Epic did this publicly and shamefully, like clearly like had the lawsuit in hand and ready. It was just, it's one of those, it's like you ever watch like politicians during a debate and they got that zinger. (laughs) They're waiting all night to let that one zinger out. And like, as soon as they get there, it's like a half an opportunity. It's not even the right moment, but then they stick it in there anyway. It's like that. It's like, I just don't like pre-prepared phoniness. Uh, so it rubs me the wrong way, like the way they handled this. But at the same time, if I'm Epic, I definitely would want to do something to tip the scales because right now, yeah, they're making tons of money, but they're also giving away a lot of money to Apple and, and rightfully so saying like, is this does Apple deserve as much money as we're giving them? Uh, and I think there, there is a lot of question there. Like, like I said, I don't think Apple deserves nothing. I don't think Apple deserves everything. I think there, the, the, the truth is somewhere in between. And, and uh, so I would like to see evolution in all of this. I mean, this stuff is constantly changing. The market is constantly shifting. Uh, consumers are always going to demand more for less, right? Why wouldn't you want to pay a one month subscription and get 400 games instead of the one game? Uh, so, I, you know, it, it, that's just a fact of life. And I think a lot of any developers forget that. Like they just always want to see through the lens of I need to make a living and people need to pay me. And, uh, you know, I have a right to make a living. And it's like, well, not really. That's not how the world works. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's I have to say, I, yeah, I kind of come down pretty like I'm not I'm not liking anybody's. I don't think anyone's coming out smelling like a rose at the end of the day on this thing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I see I see all sides of it as well. And I see like both sides defending themselves the best they can. So it'll be really interesting to see what the general, I really hope the outcome doesn't become like two weeks from now. We just hear that Fortnite's back on the store and we don't know why that's, that's what usually happens. Some, some backroom deal gets cut and then we don't know what the details are. We find out like 10 years later yeah. that they gave them 10% or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but, yeah, No, no other app developer was affected at all. Right. Like exactly. You know, yeah. Their CEO saying we're trying to do this um, not only for ourselves, but for everyone out there, but really at the end of the day, if that happens, it, it had nothing to do with everyone else. Exactly. Like I would like to see an actual policy shift as a result. Maybe not of this particular, maybe not just Epic, maybe other game developers mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. also put, demand the same. And like I said, even if it's something like, hey, consumables will go to 15% or hey, we, we are going to cut it down to 28%. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, whatever number yeah. they come up with. Like some sort of actual change uh, would be good. Or like I said, Apple evolves into some brand new way of distributing apps that you know we haven't thought of yet um yeah like i would like to see that kind of a change but like i said no one's coming out smelling like rose this time around yeah i'm 100 with you so um joe that that was really fun and appreciate you again taking the time to talk shop uh we could always talk about this and many things forever like uh 
how the Eagles going to do this year if there's an NFL season? <laughs> yeah, will there be? I don't know. This, this sporting experiment seems to be going, you know, a little bit like when baseball started and in the opening weekend, they already had like uh, this major outbreak. I'm like, oh, this is maybe not the best no. idea. I don't know. Although hockey seems to be going well, but who knows? Yeah. Hockey, <laughs> ho- hockey basketball, because basketball. they're in it, but they've been doing it great. But you can't ice. All sports aren't like basketball, you know? That's right. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, Joe. Well, thanks again. Um, Can you again just remind people just a few spots to find your work? And uh, there you go. Yeah, you can uh, find my podcast, Release Notes, at releasenotes.tv. Uh, you can find my work at josie.dev or josie.design, whichever one you like. Uh, I'm a designer and a developer, so I, I went with both. All right, man. Well, thanks again. We will uh, do this again. Lots of fun, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Fortnite versus Apple. The beef, it's going to be around for a little while, but I'm curious again, where are you all on this? I asked Joe. Are you in favor of Fortnite? Are you in favor of Apple? Are you in favor of both of them? Are you against both of them? Where do you stand in this mix? Just really fascinating stuff that is going to play itself out over the next few months. Now, we've got to thank our Patreon Platinum Apples at the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Eric Cohen, thank you so much for your support. And thanks to all of you who continue to make this show happen for me. If you haven't already, patreon.com slash Brian Tong, $2, $5, $10, $25, $100. you heard, you will not hear them if you help support that Patreon at any level. Early access to content, exclusive access to some bonuses, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Also remember to call in, be a part of this, applebitsshow at gmail.com, voice memo, Use it, send it in. We will get to some of the calls that we had for this week. We'll put them in next week's show just because we had such a long conversation about Fortnite versus Apple and all of those crazy app store dynamics. So that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for taking your time and hanging out. We'll be back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's the Apple Bats XL, baby. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.